Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. Glory be to the name of our Lord. I trust everyone had a blessed week. And I pray in the name of Jesus that by the entrance of the Word of God, may your life not remain the same after today. By the entrance of the word of God, may you go from glory to glory. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season, may the Lord Jesus reveal himself to you. If you are going through a difficult season, I pray that by the entrance of the word of God, you will encounter God. And I decree and declare that may your love not wax cold for God, but may you go from strength to strength in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone say amen. So in this season, we are looking at what Jesus has redeemed us from when, he, when we just celebrated the resurrection season of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are looking at what has been made available for us and how we can also live our lives every single day for the Lord. Amen. Let's go, let's, let's go a step further here. So let's turn our Bibles again to Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm 107. Verse 2, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We need to know what redemption has made available for us. So last week, we looked at the meaning of the word. And it's so important. If you miss it, go catch up. He says, what, I mean, what has God redeemed us from? Here he says that if God has redeemed us, let us make a point to declare it with our mouth. And what he did, he redeemed us from. He says he redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord declare their redemption. And let them also know what he has redeemed them from. So going back, let's to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 we discovered that the word redemption that Paul uses in his epistles is taken from the slave market and 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 in those days they had slave market and what you had to go and you had to go there if they went there they redeemed and bought the slaves from that market so he says here he's redeemed us notice first corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 first corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 he says for you were bought at a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's that word bought, that means a word for redemption. It's, that, that word stands for agor, agorazo, to purchase, to make a purchase from that market. And we see that word again in, and so that's what we talked about. And so the next word that we see that is translated redemption is ex agorazo. So what that means is that, see, again, when the, when the buyer went into the market, they will survey the market. And usually what will happen is when the, the sellers realized that the, someone was interested in the slave, they will start putting that slave on auction and keep increasing the price to get the highest money from the market. 
from the seller. So Jesus Christ knew that a price was needed to be paid, needed to be paid for our redemption, and he saw you and I, and he was willing to pay the highest price, which was demanded, which was his blood. To redeem us out of the hand of the enemy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So now let's go a step further here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The word therefore redeemed is ex agorazo. That takes us to the next one, ex agorazo. It means to purchase in the marketplace. It is used to denote the purchase of a slave out of the slave market to transfer ownership from a seller to a buyer. It pictures one who has come to pick Purchase a slave out of the slave market, never to be put on the trading block again. You see, because sometimes what will happen is the, 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 the buyer will buy this person from that market and use them and then put them back on the market again for sale. But thanks be to God, not with our Lord Jesus Christ. When he redeemed us, the goal was a permanent redemption that says to the enemy, these ones are not available for sale anymore. My Lord and my God. His purpose was not to locate us in our mess and leave us there, but his purpose was to redeem us permanently. And say, no, devil, you have no claims over these ones anymore. My Lord and my God. It shows us how precious we are to the Lord. You see, maybe you are watching right now, you are listening, and the devil is beating you real hard and telling you how useless you are. He's telling you how much you have failed in every area of your life. And you keep buying into those lies. I have come to announce to you that you were bought with a prize. Jesus loves you, and he saw you, and he paid an awesome price for your life. And maybe you may have failed, but today can be a new beginning for you. Today can mark a new start for you. you. Today can mark a new beginning in your walk with the Lord. You were bought at a price. Notice what the Bible says in Job chapter 36. Job 36, thank you Lord Jesus. 4 to 5. Job 36, Job 36, 4 to 5. Thank you, Lord. For he says, For truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. He is perfect in knowledge. And he says, Behold, God is mighty, but despises no one. 
He is perfect in knowledge. God is not concerned about the events of the world. No, 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 no. He is perfect. He knows more than your insurance person. Your insurance person may not tell you the truth. Someone selling you a car may not tell you the truth. But he says that when it comes to God, for my words, my, truly my words are not false. Take his words today to you as truth. Man may lie to you. Someone may, 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 have, may, 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 may have broken a relationship, may have broken your heart, and lied to you or not told you the truth. But God is saying to you today, my words are not false. My words are truth. And he says, for who is perfect? One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Sometimes, if sometimes we, as you walk with God in the world, it feels very lonely, but not my God. He says he's with you all the time. He's with you when you wake up. He's with you when you are in the car. He's with you on the job. He's with you all the time. He's with you when you feel down, when you feel depressed. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's paid an awesome price for you. Then he says, behold, my God, my God, the God that I serve, he is mighty. He despises nobody. It's not look at anybody in life and despise them. They may not have reached their full potential yet, but anyone who loves the Lord and truly serves the Lord, God doesn't despise them. Because he knows what he can do with their lives as it is yielded to him. I sense in my spirit the devil is trying to push someone down this morning. He's trying to tell you that you are useless. God doesn't despise you. You are not useless. Don't buy that lie from the enemy. Rise up from that shackles and say, my Lord, my God, I am created in this image and in his likeness i love i have my god and he is mighty and greater than all hallelujah he has a perfect plan for your life thank you lord jesus and so jesus christ paid that price and what an awesome price he paid notice what the bible says in job no one was found worthy to pay that price job chapter 33 Job 33 verse 25. Let, let, let's, let's go a step further. Verse 23 says if, the, the, he says, if there is a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man his uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says to him, deliver him. Deliver him. I like that word deliverance. From going down to the pit, I have found a ransom his flesh shall be young like a child he shall return to the days of his youth he shall pray to god verse 26 and he will delight in him he shall see his face with joy he restores to man his righteousness when adam and eve sinned they couldn't stand in the presence of god and ever since then, man and mankind has been trying to run away from God. Maybe you are watching and you have been running away from God. Maybe you even say, I don't believe in God. Maybe you watch this all the time and you are putting up that decision to return back to God. He said that somebody had to be a mediator to deliver us from going down to, pit, to the pit, to deliver us from going to hell. And God said, at some point said, enough, I have found a ransom. 
someone has paid the price jesus has paid the price and because that price has been paid you can go into the presence of almighty god righteousness has been restored the bible says notice verse 26 he says that he shall pray to god and he will delight in him he shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness his right standing my lord and my god my lord has lost his approach to god and couldn't stand before god but now because the price has been paid you can go into the throne room of grace and you can stand before god unashamed unafraid that god actually delights to hear your prayer he delights in you he sees you he sees himself in you if you are a child of god and he says you can come into my presence i have made an open invitation the price the ransom has been paid you were bought at a price thank you lord jesus jesus came he meandered through he found us and he says you have been redeemed shouted this morning i have been redeemed shouted i have been redeemed shouted i have been redeemed so here's what it means the whole world won jesus came into satan's slave market because he was looking for you 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 are the one I'm, he's referencing two jesus knew he wanted us and wouldn't be satisfied until the purchase was complete i repeat it again jesus knew he wanted us and wouldn't be satisfied until the purchase was complete three jesus was willing to pay any price demanded to purchase us from Satan's slave market. He was willing to pay any price. And for Jesus paid the price with his blood. He purchased us for himself and gave us a liberating freedom that can only be known because of his work in our lives. That is glorious. The price for our freedom from Satan's ownership was extremely expensive. Jesus paid the highest price that was ever demanded to set you and I free in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. Thank God for your redemption. Let's say thank God for my redemption. Say thank God for my redemption. I, we, were, we are never meant to be put on that block again. We were sold under sin, according to Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 1 to 4. And we saw that in Romans as well. We were sold. And, and so, he comes on the scene. You see, we're swallowed up by the will of the enemy. Sometimes people don't understand this. You, you, you see, when you are not in the kingdom of God, you are under the dominion of darkness. And you try to free yourself every other way. But I've come to announce to you that the only way you can free yourself is to accept what Jesus Christ has done for you. You cannot release yourself. You cannot release yourself. Notice what the Bible says. Go, let's go with me to Galatians chapter 1, 
verse 13. Colossians 1 verse 13. If you have to have a solid understanding of this, or you will not be able to walk in the victory that Jesus Christ has purchased for you. He says, Colossians 1.13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of Islam, in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins hallelujah amen <laughs> if you don't cry out the babies will cry out <laughs> he says he's delivered us that word deliverance means he snatched us just out just in the nick of time translated into an, a, a brand new kingdom from the power of darkness darkness represents all that the enemy satan and his cohorts represents it represents sickness it represents poverty it represents spiritual death being separated from god it represents the depression it represents a lack of peace but he's saying here he's conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his we are in a new kingdom and all we have to do is to learn how to walk in that new kingdom that means that i am not supposed to be in captivity to the enemy. Think, think about it. Can a police officer, can an officer who is in Canada arrest somebody on U.S. soil? No, they are not under his domain. So when he says that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, we have switched ownership. The devil has no claims over your life anymore. No, no. <laughs> Peace of mind is yours. Health is yours. The blessing of God is yours. The goodness of God belongs to you. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you watch, as you listen, may God open your eyes to see this. That is when you get to the place where you say, enough is enough of the enemy harassing my mind harassing my health taking out stealing and, 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 and killing and destroying in my life you put up a fight in whom we have redemption that no wonder he says let the redeemed of the Lord say so who are he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy I am no longer on the slave market. I am no longer on the market of the enemy. I am no longer available to be, to be tossed and buffeted around by the enemy. As you are watching right now, is the devil taking you for a ride? Are you enjoying the fullness of your redemption? Are you free? Or do you feel like you are in captivity?
Jesus came to redeem us. That is what this all this is about. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Ephesians 1, 7. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 1, 7. Oh, glory be to the name of the Lord. That word is apolotrosis for redemption. He says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Thank you, Lord. The apple means means to buy back to the original state lutro means to pay a ransom for a slave's permanent freedom if you put it together it means the intention was to buy us and to restore us back to god's original plan and god's original intent thank you lord jesus oh my my lord and my god we have notice this all these two verses it says we have we are not trying to get it. In Christ Jesus, we already have our redemption. The remission of sins. You see, you see, in these two places, the rest, the rest should have been remission. You see, when you, when you, before you came to Jesus Christ, you committed sins. When you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord wipe out all your sins as if they never existed. Amen. So when the devil try, comes to you and tries to remind you of your past and things you did before you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, tell him that those sins have been blotted out, they don't exist, and don't bring pictures of them ever again. Amen. And if he keeps reminding you, there's one thing you can do, remind him of his future. <laughs> his future is not so good. His future is, doesn't look good. Remind you of your past. Remind him of his future. <laughs> my Lord and my God. My, but when you come in and then you sin, then you ask for forgiveness of sin. But you, your sins are remitted through the redemption that Jesus Christ purchased. And he's brought us into a state that he originally planned for you and I. We just have to discover that plan and walk in the fullness of it. He's placed us into right standing with God. So when you go into God's presence, you shouldn't be ashamed. You are welcome into the presence of God. Every trace of shame over your life, I pray in the name of Jesus, may it be broken this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. So no wonder he says in Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4 verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Galatians 4 verse 7. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You are a full-fledged child of the living God. An heir of God. God now indwells you through the person of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 17, thank you Lord. Romans 8 17, he says this, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join us with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may also be glorified together. If children, then we are heirs. 
join us with Christ. Join us as of God. No wonder the devil didn't want us to find us. Now we have inherited God. Now God dwells on the inside of you. Now God lives in you. He can lead you. He can direct you. He can help you in every area of your life. You are no longer a slave but a son. A child of the most high God. A joint heir with Christ. These are the scriptures that we should meditate on and think about all the time. If someone passed away and they left an inheritance and they said you and your sibling are joint heirs to that inheritance, that means you share the inheritance equally. That means that when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, whatever he inherited, I inherited. My Lord and my God. I just want to preach this in tongues because I don't know how else to say it. Whatever he inherited, I inherited. That means that the devil has no claim over my life. Oh my Lord and my God. Let this look in. Sink. Let this sink in. An heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Do you think Jesus Christ gets up one day and says, what am I going to do today? What are we going to do? There is no way out. Can you imagine Jesus saying that? No. <laughs> what are we going to do? No. I can see him in the boat. The storm comes and he wakes up and he knows exactly what to do. <laughs> He's not nervous. So don't, 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 don't fret. No wonder he said, don't be anxious. You are a joint heir with him. Anything disturbing your peace, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak peace into that in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. A joint heir. With the Lord Jesus Christ. We, ha we, we haven't even scratched the surface of it yet. But we are learning. Whatever he inherited is mine. It's mine. Think on it every single day. It belongs to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will experience his peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. It means that whatever was lost. To the fall of Adam because of, because of Adam, rebellion came into the human race. And now whatever was lost, he came to restore us, our status as sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Satan no longer has any rights over us. 1 Corinthians 1.30 First Corinthians 1.30. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, that was God's plan. God, the God, God designed status. We have been restored. First Corinthians 1.30 says, but of him. Think on these scriptures. You are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption and redemption we were previously the servants of sin and that word for seven here 
for servant is doulos in the Greek. That means one taking up in the will completely of another. Before you came to the Lord, you just wanted to do the will of Satan. You couldn't help it because that was your nature. But now that you have come to God, your nature now desires to do the will of God. So you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, every single day, let, let, let my will be aligned with your will. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. Lord, when I wake up every single day of my life, Lord, let me be completely yielded to you. Maybe you are out there and every day you get up and all you think about is me, myself, and I. Nobody else again. Maybe when you pray, your prayers are very selfish. Like the, the, the farmer who prayed and said, Lord, bless me, James, me and my wife and my two sons and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> your whole life is about you and I and nobody else no let's switch that and say Lord Jesus my life is yielded into your hand I don't live for myself I live for you help me to fulfill your perfect plan for my life each and every day of my life not my will but your will be done in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have a new identity in Christ Jesus. So now let's go back to Galatians chapter 3. Let's discover this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 13, again, notice this. He says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So notice this phrase, what has he redeemed us from? What did Jesus redeem us from? Notice he says, he's redeemed us from the curse of the law. Then the question becomes, what is the curse of the law? To find out what is the curse of the law, we have to go back to the book of beginnings and other places in the Old Testament. Now, when he talks about the curse of the law, when, when, in, when he uses the law, it invariably refers to the first five books of the Bible. Or sometimes it refers to the, the first five books of the Bible and then the prophets. Or sometimes the, the whole Old Covenant. But primarily referring to the first five books of the law. So, so to find out, somebody say he redeemed us from sin. No, here he says he redeemed us from the curse of the law. So what is the curse of the law? One... You have, what we have to realize is when Adam and Eve sinned, in the beginning, let's go back. Let's, let's see this for ourselves because sometimes we quote these verses and, and, and we miss it. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. What did he redeem us from? Man was created perfectly. That was God's plan and original purpose. But notice he says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 6, Thank you, Lord. This is good. Thank you, Lord. He says, Galatians 3, verse 3 says, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. That's not what God said. He says, On the day that you eat of the fruit of that tree, lest you die. So, but, but we know that when they took, partook of that fruit, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. So the first thing... The first case of the law was spiritual death. 
That means that now they no longer had a relationship and a fellowship with God. They were separated from God. That is the first curse of the law. Jesus Christ came to introduce the life of God so that when you accept Jesus Christ, you receive the life of God. The very life of God. So he's saying that you shall die. And so if any, you see, everybody is, you see, you see when he talks about this dead, you have to be clear here. He's not talking about you dying and going to the grave. He's talking about a separation from God. You see, all of us, all of us, everybody, once, once a spirit being is introduced into the earth, you are born into the earth, you will live forever. It's just a matter of where, where you will live. Everybody will live forever. Some of us will live eternally with God. Another company will spend eternity with, that, with, with Satan. It's a hard reality, but it has to be said. So you, this is the time. That's why we keep preaching. You have to make your decision and make it now. Who are you going to spend eternity with? I have made that decision that I'm going to spend eternity with God. And if you haven't made that decision and you are there, it's better, you have to make that decision and make it quick. Because Jesus is coming soon. So that was the first curse of the law. Then, notice verse, verse 6. He says, So when the woman saw, saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of it fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her hair, and he ate. Then as a result of that, when God came, they were running away. Then the Lord said and responded, in, in verse 16 to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. Notice this, pain is now introduced. You shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. That was a sad day. Instead of having the life of God, Man was never meant to have pain and sickness and disease. So the next thing that Jesus Christ redeemed us from was the cares of sickness. So when you get to Deuteronomy chapter 28, he breaks down what the cares of the law is. From Deuteronomy 28, he starts to enumerate what the blessing is and what the curse is. Please, these are very important things. If you don't get this, the devil will keep kicking you around. So he says now, it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 21, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey, notice this, it's conditional. You obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Then he goes on to say what you are going to explain. You are going to prosper and be blessed when you hearken to the voice of the Lord. 
from verse 1 all the way through to verse 14. He talks about all of that. Then the part, the cases are a lot. From verse 15 all the way to the end of Deuteronomy 28, he talks about the cases that will come on them if they refuse to listen to the voice of the Lord. So let me ask you, if they walk in the blessing, who has the choice to walk in either the blessing or the curse? They are the ones who have the choice. He said it before them. But notice here again, as part of the curse, he says here, verse 20, Deuteronomy 21, 28-21, he says, The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you, or in the Hebrew, literally, he says, the Lord will permit you to be stricken with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with a sword, with scorching, and with mildew, and they shall pursue you until you perish. If you refuse to listen to the Lord, the plague all the sicknesses talk about different fever, labor, I mean, different kinds of sicknesses, inflammation, severe scotting, mildew, all these things. But then if you listen to God, you will walk in the blessing. Then when he gets to verse 61, thank you Lord Jesus, verse 61, he says, also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in this book of the law, will the Lord bring upon you, till you are, until you are destroyed or permit to come on you. Every sickness and every plague. Every sickness and every plague. So sickness is a curse of the law. It says, and plague. You see, this, I mean, after COVID, and if Jesus Christ doesn't come, another one will come. The swine flu came. The influenza came. The Hong Kong flu came. Notice they have all these names for you. Have you ever heard of heavenly flu? Heaven flu? <laughs> because there's no flu up there. <laughs> so God knew that all these things will come along. So he says every sickness and every plague is a curse of the Lord. So when he says Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that includes every sickness and every plague. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One time, a medical doctor, Dr. Yeoman, she used to be a healing, healing, minister, healing evangelist back in the day. And she was also a, a, a medical doctor. She practiced medicine. So what, what, hap what happened is, sometimes the, she, she had a home and she would have like she said, about five people at a time. And they will bring these people to the home. And usually when they came, the doctors had written them up. They had given them a death sentence. And, and, and she said, she, she being a doctor, knowing, knowing some of these cases, she said, if I was a doctor, I would have to act quickly to prevent some of these people from dying. But one day, they brought a certain woman in, almost at the point of death. And all she did was, she said to this person, Look, take this verse and repeat it after me. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Repeat it after me, please. It says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. 
having become a curse for me. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. Then repeat after me, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 16. Every sickness, and put your sickness there. Every sickness that is not written here will come upon you. And according to Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, this sickness is under the curse of the law and Jesus Christ has redeemed me from it. She started, she was at the, at the point of death. She started repeating it. The next day, she went, to, she went to see her. She said, are you any better? She said, I can't tell any difference. If nothing has changed, I can't tell. I've been repeating this for 10,000 years. He said, you keep repeating it for me. <laughs> she knew Proverbs 4, verse 20, and now what? That God's word is held to all our flesh. If the word of God can go from your head into your spirit, it will heal you of every disease. The next day, she gave her more scriptures. She said, keep saying it. Keep saying it. And after a, while, after a number of days, she was down, downstairs making breakfast, and she had a big thud. And heard someone running from, coming up from upstairs, downstairs. And he said, Dr. Yeoman, do you know Galatians 3, chapter 13 says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law and my sickness. I'm completely healed. To the glory of God. Get this revelation. You are no longer available on the slave market when it comes to sickness. He has redeemed you from the curse of the Lord. What if she had given up the first day saying, I don't see anything. And stopped meditating and speaking in line with the word of God. Will anything have changed? I decree and declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Every yoke of sickness on your life, may you be delivered today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may you be delivered today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And he goes on to say, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing of Abraham. That's a, a subject for another day. But he included being blessed, materially prospering in every way. In every way. No wonder that John, verse 2, says, John praying, saying that, I pray, I wish, above all things, that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That is God's highest and God's best for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, the question becomes, how do I walk in this redemption that has been made available to me? We've discovered one already, by faith, by faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith it takes faith to receive what god has promised believe it and say it speak in line with the word of god and then two make a decision make a decision that you are going to serve the lord god all the days of your life. Exodus chapter 23, 25. You see, these promises were not unconditional. They were contingent and conditioned. The condition was that they will serve the Lord. Exodus 23, 25. He says, so you shall serve the Lord your God. 
and he will bless your bread and your water and i will take sickness away from the midst of you no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land i will fulfill the number of your days no one he says you all you have to do is make a decision the lord now that i'm no longer on the devil's slave market and i'm your child i'm i'm a, not a slave to sin man. i'm a slave to righteousness he says when they serve him he will bless your their bread and their water and i will take sickness away from the midst of you and we are living in a better covenant with better promises so under the old testament think about it some of them worked in it they had the potential to live all their lives without sickness without disease and when they get ready they say bye-bye to their family and then they just fall asleep so if you have a better covenant then we are supposed to walk in it belongs to us because if, if you serve god and you took sickness away from you then that means you live your life healthy all throughout that's why i keep saying there's one thing to get sick and to get healed there's one thing to walk in divine health i thank god he's blessed me with that amen thank you lord jesus because i've made a decision to serve the lord don't let anything take you away from your service to god notice psalm 119 thank you lord jesus the curse is already out there but you can walk in the blessing thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus glory be to the name of the lord psalm 119 make a decision that you will serve the lord god all the days of your life you are not going to let anything take you away from your service to god there is an inbuilt protection when you serve god psalm 119 verse 67 he says before i was afflicted i went astray but now i keep your word before they are if you trace back your look at every aspect of your life before i was afflicted he said i went astray so it's a dangerous thing to go astray from god sometimes we take these things for granted reading our bible praying evangelizing telling others about jesus christ coming to church fellowshipping with others giving of our time our talent our treasure giving our tithes our offering do all these things we take them for granted as we are serving him there is an inbuilt protection in there he's saying that before i was afflicted you see there are, you see there are laws in the in, in there are laws of the spirit the same way we have traffic lights and laws natural laws to help us live our lives there are laws in the spirit and when you violate those laws and get on the enemy's territory you can be afflicted you will not get on his territory in the name of jesus and if you are on his territory make a decision to get back quickly he says before i was afflicted I, was, I went astray. Are you, maybe you are watching. Maybe at one time you are, you are as we say, you are on fire for God. But your fire has dwindled. God is stirring it up. And he, he sent me to help me to stir it up. <laughs> Wake up from your slumber. <laughs> or, or, or like they, 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 they ask Jonah, what meanest thou, O sleeper? <laughs> 
wake up from your spiritual slumber. This is not the time to sleep in the kingdom of God at all. This is the time to get serious with God and in our relationship and our work with God. Before I was afflicted, I went off. May you not go off in the name of Jesus. I said, may you not go off in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then he goes on to say, verse 71, 1971, he says, it is good for me that I've been afflicted I may learn your statutes. He said, when I was afflicted, I made a decision. Quick, I'm going to keep your word. I'm going to keep, be a doer of the word of God. I won't hear it every week, week after week, and not do it. I, mean, I, 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 I've been, I went astray and I was afflicted. Now I'm going to keep your word. I pray in the name of Jesus. Maybe you started the new year with resolutions. And now it's, it's just a couple of months into the year and all your new year resolutions. You don't even know where you wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> Go and pick them up in the name of the Lord Jesus. And say, I'm going to go on all out with God. And then two, so we talked about one, by faith, two, serve God. And then let's answer this question real quick before we go. Why do I not walk in the fullness of my redemption? There are a number of reasons, but one of them is a lack of knowledge. And the second one, the first one we like to look at is when you go astray. Then the second one is a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. He says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But how many of us realize, geez, God is feeding us this morning with knowledge. The devil has no claim over your life. He has no hold over your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, receive your freedom and your liberty today. I said receive your freedom and your liberty today. I said receive your liberty and your freedom today. I said receive your liberty and your freedom today. In your family, receive your freedom. In your finances, receive your freedom. In your health, receive your freedom. In your mind, receive your freedom. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, go free. No wonder he says in Galatians chapter 5, thank you Lord. Galatians chapter 5, from verse 1, he says this. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Stand fast therefore in the liberty. By which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again, again, with the yoke of bondage. That's why I've made a decision. Oh, devil, you can go around with your plague. You can go around with your pandemic. But when you get to my address, not here, pass over. I said pass over. I said pass over. I said pass over. I refuse to be entangled with any yoke of bondage. I have been made free. I am no longer available on the devil's market. I am not for sale. No longer on the market. Or sometimes like they put on a restaurant. Under a new management. I am under a new management. I am under a new lord. I am under a new master. You are no longer my lord. Under a new management. (laughs) 
I refuse to be entangled. Put up a fight. Resist him. Give him a kick. Do whatever. <laughs> Get out of my affairs. Get out of my affairs. I see you walking in freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I see you walking in freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every yoke of bondage, this morning it comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said it comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said it comes to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. No longer a slave. No longer in captivity to the enemy. No longer in bondage. I am a child of the living God. Meditate on these things. Think on it all the time. Think on it all the time. When you step out in the, in the day with a consciousness that you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ, he and I will go into the day and win. And the, and, and the thing about it is, you see, no matter who you are, you may look all nice outside, but if you don't know Jesus, you are still in bondage to the enemy. So make a decision today to switch. And let us take this charge as well into our week and say anybody, and, and you may, sometimes people are smiling, they are look, doing all these things, but inwardly they are hurting because they are spiritually dead, because you don't have a relationship with God. That is why we keep preaching all the time. And when you run into people, your neighbors, your friends, what, what, what is their eternal future? Think about it. And let's pray for them and make a decision that we will reach out to them and see that they come into the kingdom of God. That's the only reason why we're here. That's to make that your, your main priority for living. To see others come into a right relationship with God. That is the reason why I live. I want you to experience God's best. The devil may have told you that there is no hope for you. Jesus says there is hope for you. Amen. I said there is hope for you. Amen. I said there is hope for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Exodus chapter 18, verse 10. He says, thank you, Lord. And Jethro said, Jethro was a Midianite priest. He came to the children of Israel, to Moses. And he said, and I pray that your enemies, any enemies, anything that you are faced with, he says, blessed be the Lord who has delivered you from the hand of, out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods for in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, he was above them. I pray may that be your testimony. May you know that your God is above all other gods. May you experience the deliverance of our God. Every enemy that you see today, may you not see them again forever. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you be delivered from fear. May you be delivered from sickness. May you be delivered from every addiction. May you be delivered from every captivity. May you experience that God is greater than all gods. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let's pray and say, Lord, May I know, may I know, talk to the Lord and say this redemption that is being discussed and talked about today. May I not know it in my head. How even the Midianite priest acknowledged. Lord, may I know for myself your deliverance, O oh God. 
Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Pharaoh is a type of the enemy. May I know your deliverance from under the hand of the enemy. Talk to the Lord in any area of your life where you need to see the hand of God. Talk to the Lord about it and say, Lord, show me your deliverance. Show me your deliverance. In the mighty name of Jesus, let me walk in the fullness of redemption. May I not come short of it. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. When Lazarus came out of the tomb, he was still he was delivered from death, but, they, but he was still bound by his grave clothes. Sometimes, so to speak, we have been delivered by God. We are in the kingdom of God, but there are certain things that are not causing us to walk in our freedom. Shake those things off. Jesus Christ said, loose him and let him go. This morning, I prophesy, I speak into your life. May, that, may you be loosed. So that you can walk in your freedom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I give you all the praise. Lift up your hands and give him the praise. Wherever you may be, give him the glory. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Say thank you, Lord, for my redemption. Thank you for redeeming me from the hand of the enemy. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Thank him, thank him, thank him for that great redemption. Thank him for the price that he paid. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's all say this together, please. Thank you, Lord. For redeeming us from the hand of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming us from the hand of the enemy. I refuse to be entangled again with any yoke of bondage. I stand fast in my liberty. I walk in my freedom. And Lord, help me take this message to others. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, even these remaining days in this month, Lord, may we see your goodness. May goodness and mercy follow us every single day of our lives. May the blessing of Abraham, may we walk in the fullness of it in the mighty name of Jesus. That has come on us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Shout it, I'm free. I'm free. Shout it, I'm free. I'm free. Shout it, I'm free. I'm free. In Jesus' name. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.